Hello, welcome to another episode of Octane Number One Podcast. This is episode twentieth. I am Akshay, and I am Sayan. Why? Why do you have to dramatize your name so much? Because you were too boring with the introduction. So something, something has to be good. Okay, I'm gonna hit pause now, and then you can record the intro. Then. <laughs> no, I know you don't want to do that. No, right. So. I, After I, two weeks, we have a lot of topics yeah, on of our list. Sorry, I'm, I'm I'm too excited to share. I bought a new helmet. Congratulations! Thank you. But it looks very much like yours. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> F you. And it is all also a carbon fiber. You decided to copy all my motorcycles, right. and then you decided to even copy my helmet, <laughs> carbon yeah. fiber helmet, in the same color. Right, yeah. I mean, F-U. like it is black with carbon fiber finish and like fluorescent yellow fluorescent. highlights for for visibility. Yellow, it's green. Yeah, fluorescent green. Sorry. Have a look. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> the helmet is sitting in our uh, high top tier uh, studio, which also happens to be my living and working room. On your fridge, tiny <laughs> little fridge. <laughs> On my tiny little fridge. But anyway, so I, I think we've got plenty to talk about for this. Uh, oh yes, a lot has happened in the last two weeks. And uh, 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 a lot of Tesla <laughs> related no, stories. No, not a lot. Not a lot. I have a couple of them. Okay. So why don't you start them? No, no. Let's let's go with your stories first. Okay. I want to start off with Formula One. Okay. Uh, I don't want to start the episode with Tesla. So yes, let's start with Formula One. Right. So did you watch the race? I don't think you did. No, 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 no. You I I saw a couple of clips from the race, but I couldn't find time to see the enough the the entire race. Right. So Max was supposed to be above Hamilton, and he was. Yeah. I mean, he ended up misreading the messages. Uh, so instead of being above Hamilton in positions, he ended up above Hamilton like physically. The meme that you shared on Instagram, I laughed for literally ten minutes <laughs> with Hamilton's face <laughs> imprinted on the on on tires. Bono, I'm on tires. Oh, that that was that was. Bono, my tires are gone. But anyway, anyway, I think I think this was uh, not the highlight of the race. The highlight of the race was the brilliant performance by Bottas. Uh, yes, because he started. He so I I watched the uh, sprint race. Right. Do you still call it a race or a sprint qualification, whatever it is? They just call it a sprint. They call the Friday thing qualifying. They call that a sprint. And this, so this the incidentally, okay. First, congratulate me that finally I have started tweeting on Twitter. Oh yes, yes, yes. Why, <laughs> why did we not start with that? He actually tweeted before even starting recording this episode. So yeah, he's he's now becoming a a, a Twitter native. Thankfully, yes. Yeah. I but with twenty two followers, I am a little sad. <laughs> that that's that's okay. That's okay. Even I have got like four hundred people only. But if you're listening to this, please follow me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put a, like right now. I'm, I can actually put his link. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna put his Twitter link. But yes, give him a follow, and you can now direct his curses directly there, and not, you know, send them to my inbox. Hurtful things you want to say. Okay. But uh, how funny is it that my first tweet after like ten years, nine years, I don't even remember now, uh, was on a Royal Enfield Classic three fifty. <laughs> okay, sorry, I, I I will come back to that. We will come back to that. But uh, but I also posted uh, tweeted. Right. Sorry, sorry for the lingo. I, that, that's not, okay. That's not okay. quite familiar with the the jargons. But anyway, I posted like it's going to be very interesting how Botas now reacts. now drives now that he has secured a place 
at Alfa Romeo? I, I think it is less about securing a place at Alfa Romeo and more about proving a point at Mercedes that, I mean, like, see, the thing is, Alfa Romeo, we know for a fact he's not going to be on the top. Right. Right. Uh, right now, he's sitting in a car which can be on the top. You so, are being too clinical with the observation. What I'm saying is he's out of the clutches of Mr. Wolf. That, 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 wolf, that, wolf. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. That's and right. he, he, he has escaped the wolf. And he <laughs> he doesn't care about the team orders anymore. Right. He shouldn't. More, more importantly, he should not because uh, like that that's what I was coming to. Right. In, in Alfa Romeo, Alfa Romeo is not a top tier team. So he cannot showcase that he's something. Hmm. So if he doesn't do something impressive right now, he's just going to fade away and be just one of like the has-been drivers in history. Mm, right. On the other hand, he is a good driver. He is sitting in a good car. Right. If he showcases brilliant performance here, hmm. then first thing, I'm pretty sure the, the per point monetary gain he's making is a lot more at Mercedes. Hmm. So he can obviously cash out as much as he can. Right. Plus, more importantly, he can send the message that it was not him, uh, like his lack of performance holding him back. It was just the contract, but rather, basically the but contract. But rather how things were, I mean, obviously. Team order. Rather how the whole machinery was working, that was sort of holding him back. So I think he wants to send that message and I would say he did a pretty good job of doing that in oh, this yes. race. So I, I actually ended up watching the entire sprint race mm-hmm. and he was pretty good at it. Yeah. He so ended up uh, winning uh, it. Uh, winning it uh, but with obviously two seconds to spare right from more than two actually yes. okay more than two so Verstappen couldn't catch up with him with him and Hamilton was Ricardo couldn't Hamilton was much fifth, further right? fourth or fifth I guess uh, because of tire spin he 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 ended up at fifth Hamilton his, his start was pretty bad Again, again. That's what I saw. Uh-huh. But anyway, but then I learned that Botas is going to start from the pit. So that was actually, uh, I mean, that, that was known to everyone before the sprint because... Right, after, I know, I, know. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't I watching mean, F1. Right, right. So uh-huh. after the qualifying, uh, he had a couple of part changes right. because of which he was supposed to start from the back. And you were already smelling... Bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. yeah. Some conspiracy. Some German thing. bullshit. <laughs> But anyway, anyway, uh, so Hamilton didn't qualify on the top. Uh, yes, so that, Max what, didn't qualify on the top. Hmm. Bottas did, but Bottas couldn't start from the top. So Ricardo, I, was, I wasn't expecting him to, you know, finish on the podium. To Ricardo? No, 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 uh, Bottas. Starting from so, the pits. Honestly, right? I, I, I was. I, I, uh, I would say maybe that was just like sort of me being optimistic and hopeful. Hmm. Uh, but also because of his V performance throughout the whole weekend, it but, seemed like... But let's be honest, if Hamilton and Verstappen would have not crashed into each other in the most dramatic way, Bottas might not have been on the podium. But I'm saying even if he ended up in fifth position, that would still have been impressive oh, starting yes, yes. from the pits. Uh, definitely. And I'm, what I'm saying a... is I was very surprised to see him on the podium. Right. I mean, obviously, a couple of other factors played out. I mean... Red Bull, the team known for fastest pit stops, had a 11-second pit stop for Max Verstappen. Oh, right. that, that I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why the whole drama came into being. Okay. So, Verstappen, when he took his pit stop, he, uh, like the team took 11 seconds to replace his tyres. Then, uh, he went out, a lap later, uh, Hamilton was taking a stop. His team took 4.4 seconds for the tyre. That I saw. Again, very slow. Hmm. And that's how they ended up together. <laughs> and that's how uh, Max Verstappen got above Hamilton. On top. Yeah. 
But honestly, I don't agree with the three-place penalty he has got for the next race. I don't know. I mean, it, it was is, it is reckless. But again, I mean, he was. Uh, I, I know he crossed the breaking marker. So yeah, if if we say that what happened with Hamilton and Verstappen in what it was at Silverstone. Yeah. If that was a racing incident, even this was a racing incident. Exactly. More importantly, uh, I, I, I would sort of put another argument here. Hmm. Some uh, previous like XF1 drivers, they were like, no, Verstappen was not in the wrong. You would expect that from a racing driver. I mean, he right. is just trying to defend, gain a position. We know that if right. there is there is uh, there is space, right? Yeah, the racer is going to go for uh-huh. it. Right. And then there were drivers. who were supporting that no uh, Verstappen was in the uh, in the wrong but hmm. again both sides of the argument but my point is ke if people who have actually raced are conflicted hmm. i mean i i know fia knows its shit but right. even people who have raced they are of conflicting views you can very well pass it as a racing incident you right. like had it been like like 8 10 drivers or 8 10 commentators all are agreeing on that yes this driver was in the wrong hmm. that is understood but you are seeing x x f1 drivers it's not even like people talking out of thin air it's not like people like you and me right. talking about what was right and wrong with the f1 cars being this wide right uh, that chicane is kind of dodgy and and uh, even in the sprint race we saw with uh, perez right Perez and Lando Norris. In two two of the la- two laps, they right. almost banged into each right, other. Right, right, right. And, and even fact, in real racing three, <laughs> <laughs> while on Monza, that 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 chicane is a little tricky. Right, right. And with with the uh, speed arresters there, the car is gonna bounce. Right. And uh, I think there were five different five second penalties handed out to drivers in this race. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. I mean, like, like literally, you're handing out penalties like crazies. Hmm. Something, something is messed up somewhere. Something. I mean, hopefully, th- things should get better with next year. But I, I, I don't think the, these incidents are gonna go away. And so, how many races are there left in this year? I, I don't know because there, there are still uh, like two races are still in a limbo. Okay. Yeah, uh, two or one, at least one race is in a limbo. Hmm. Whether that is going to happen or not happen, or if it is going to be replaced. So Verstappen is barely ahead by five points, four and a half or five and a half points. Thanks to Spa. Thanks to Spa. But honestly, that was very shitty on the part of FIA. Very shitty. I think we are recording. Uh, our last episode was before the Spa race, right? Yes, actually, I think we recorded the last episode on twenty. 20- 29th or 30th of I, I don't uh, August, but yeah, that was before the Spa race. That is one race where I like like said, okay, I'm gonna watch this race with you. Yeah. And that race. So so you showed up. A friend of mine showed up from almost 200 kilometers away. <laughs> He was like, okay, Sharma ji race saath me dekhenge. What a bummer. Yeah. So that guy showed up for, for the weekend. Right. Like like okay, I'm I'm gonna watch this. So he's a he's a um, again drive to survive. Thanks to Drive to Survive again, right. a new F1 fan, but who who has done a lot of reading, a lot of research also because he got hooked by uh, Drive to Survive. Right. So he was like, yeah, I would w- want to watch a race with you, and, we, and that's why you joined as well. Right, and we were prepared. Yeah, we were with prepared. Everything. Um, you mean beers? <laughs> yes. You mean a carton of beer? Six thirty to nine thirty, we just kept. <laughs> oh, at least at least we watched the MotoGP that evening. That. I wanted to watch the MotoGP and we ended up watching it together. Right, because otherwise we just spectated, you know, brains. 
F1 racers getting wet. Right. I mean, and the the problem with so my uh, question is, what do you think the championship is looking like right now? Who has an advantage? Advantage. I mean, obviously, I don't want Lewis Hamilton to win obviously, another championship to to break the bottom. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that's all. But I mean, even if Lewis Hamilton wins, I would hopefully want something like a 2012 season, like. the championship fight going till the very last it's a nail biter right. that's what you're saying right because mm-hmm. honestly it it defeats the point i mean if if if, you know, if the championship is decided, decided in a the couple next of races, races like then, then then nobody cares right the excitement goes away right so uh, i mean hopefully we get a season i mean even if hamilton wins then it's fine right but hope it should be interesting and it should not be determined by vehicle failures Okay. Yeah. Like, but but the way Verstappen uh, and Hamilton are going at each other, it 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 kind of remind reminds me of Alan Prost and the great Senna, or uh, Hakkinen and uh, uh, Schumacher. Schumacher. Uh, right. So we need rivalries for motorsports. Yeah, we've got. And uh, honestly, I think the the most underrated driver of this race was Bottas, followed by Lando Norris. Obviously, yes. You. So before I didn't watch the race, but that before I could, shit went before shit went south for uh, Hamilton with Max. Hmm. Norris was beautifully defending, beautifully defending from Hamilton. Okay, beautiful. De- I mean, you you have to watch it. I mean, obviously it was not the the Alonso level uh, defensive driving <laughs> that we saw right. in in what Hungary, Hungary, right, right. But but it was still absolutely lovely to watch, hmm. and. By by the way, briefly, I I expected that a, a Ferrari will end up on the podium because this guy. That's what you said. That's what you said. I remember talking to you right before uh, the race, and you said Ferrari has a very a clear chance of winning it. No, I said Ferrari has some hope in this race. You said winning it. No, 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 no. I said Ferrari has some hope. No, I mean, changing your. No, 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 no. <laughs> I I never said Ferrari. I said they might, but this is a faster track. uh more importantly i i said that ferrari has hope of doing better here so how did they not land up on the they were just not fast enough i mean this oh, is okay. still a fast track this okay. is still, this is a fast track and i think w- w- when we were talking about ferrari that hmm. was for the previous race no for this race it was for this race you said this track is tight and it should kind of no i i i i think i was talking about the dutch one then no you were drunk. I, was, i was talking about the dutch one <laughs> <laughs> you were drunk. Oh, no. so enough of F one. I guess we have spent a lot of time talking about. F1. Right, right. So, uh, do you want to start closer to home, or do you want to uh, jump off globally and then go local? It's your pick. No, but you you want to start it off with you want to you wanted to start off with something Tesla, right? No, no. Let's 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 keep Tesla for later. Okay, so I don't I, want to talk about Elon Musk. I, I think let's keep the technicalities for later. Uh, let's talk about some more vanilla stuff. Okay. Uh, both you and I tried out the new Royal Enfield Classic 350 recently, and I was surprised. I don't know about you, but I was surprised. Uh, I, I mean, so I, 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 I was actually nitpicking. Le- That's the great thing about uh-huh. I it, mean, right? It, it was not the day you start nitpicking about. You're forced to nitpick about a Royal Enfield. You know that things are changing. Right, right, right. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, this th- this was. Otherwise, I, you don't have to spend like more than fifteen minutes to uh-huh. you know point out what are the 
problems with a new motorcycle with Royal Enfield. From, right, 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 right. I, I think this was pretty I guess much... you were not so excited, uh, not excited, so surprised by Classic because you rode the Meteor. Meteor. I, I rode the Meteor, so I, I sort of had a set of expectations. Right. And which is why I was not... And more importantly, another, another factor you need to consider is hmm. like Royal Enfield Classic, as big as it may be, I'm 6'3". Hmm. So it still feels cramped to me. Hmm. My knees still stick above the tank hmm. and I'm not particularly comfortable on it. So I think the ergonomics also played a role in not making me as happy about the motorcycle. But to be honest, I, I actually had to nitpick. Like it, there was not, there, there, things were not wrong with it. Things things could have been better, but right. they were not wrong. Right. I was pretty happy with the chassis, number one. Yes, absolutely. You take off the push rod from that engine, you know that it's gonna be smooth, so it was smooth, expectedly smooth. Brakes so, sorry, 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 I'll cut you okay. in here. Uh, Meteor, I tried, Meteor has the same engine, but somehow both feel like in, in slightly different tune. Okay. Meteor engine feels slightly more eager. This somehow felt artificially more contained to me. Which is expected which that being Meteor and this being Classic, again, right? Again, again, I'm, I'm not saying this is good or bad. Okay. I'm just pointing so out the difference. Because you because rode this, the this, Meteor. Right. So, I guess, again, you were not that surprised. Hmm. The last time I rode a Classic was a couple of years back with that pushrod engine. <laughs> that vibrator of a thing. Right. That gives you a massage while, while, while you're and, riding. And, and nubs your gentleman's parts. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> numbs, numbs your whole crotch area. <laughs> The, the rear, rear view mirrors are basically unusable. So, or sorry, rear view mirrors are still unusable. But they were fine. No, they, they, they still move They were by vibrating, but yeah. again, like comparing it with the old classic 350, it was like, like K- day and night difference. Our, our, our KTM vibrates, but the mirrors never leave their place. Mine is like eight years old now. Now, in a way, it is, <laughs> it is vibrating to that extent where... It's 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 not usable <laughs> for me. But okay. anyway, so the chassis was great. Hmm. The braking was surprisingly good. Right. I loved it. But I guess you, me, both, we found out that the suspension was way too stiff. Front particularly. I found way too even stiff. even the rear was a little stiff. I was fine with the rear, uh, but also I think uh, to a degree I move about more than you on the motorcycle. No, that's what you feel. Okay, maybe. only only on the expulse you do, but not on otherwise on other motorcycles. Okay, maybe you don't. maybe, but but uh, any, anyway, I, I I didn't face any issue with the rear. I found the rear to be fine, but I felt the front was way too. But stiff there was a very weird problem. Sorry, sorry for cutting you in, but a very weird problem. I think it's time for Classic to change their gear lever. Oh yes, this this every so this stretch we were testing that motorcycle on has endless. Curves. Speed breakers. Speed okay. breakers. Okay. okay. And for every speed breaker, so we we right so, now for, for every more, corner as well you have to downshift. Not downshift. The, the, the thing what I'm saying is for every speed breaker, I was basically standing on the foot pegs. Right. And basically jumping the motorcycle over the Thanks speed breaker. Thanks to Xpulse. And every time I did that, I invariably shifted to neutral. Right. So uh, th- this happened uh, with you more often than it happened with me. But yes, it happened with me as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it happened slightly different again. I, I I am not used to that kind of a lever. With, with me, me neither. Me neither. Okay. And I mean, so my, uh, I have a Thunderbird as well. You know that, right? Right. Uh, 
इट हैज फॉरवर्ड सेट फुट पेक्स तो विथ फॉरवर्ड सेट फुट पेक्स यूर फाइन विदिफ्टर स्टिल राइट बिकॉज यू कैन स्टैंड ऑन इट राइट राइट बिकॉज यू कैन नॉट स्टैंड इन यूर सॉर्ट ऑफ सिटिंग लेट बैक विद अ मोर अपराइट पोस्टर यू so I, i was actually trying to stick and you know basically for even for day to day riding i use motocross boots okay <laughs> like maximum protection everywhere right right so i i was struggling to first stick it under the shifter and when i finally did i realized okay there is a whole full length shifter with a heel shifter <laughs> as well right uh, but but i think that that, that is but more of a commentary I, so, on on our so, habit than the, the motorcycle so it is a question on me so because I was also wearing my boots, hmm. and for the first couple of speed breakers, I couldn't understand what the problem was. I thought there was a problem with the gearbox. Right. That every time I jumped the motorcycle, it was shifting to neutral. <laughs> <laughs> then I <laughs> then I realized it was the problem was not with the motorcycle; it was with me. <laughs> the right. shift was way too weird for me. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it same 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 here. Uh, I mean, but I kind of like the classic three fifty. I cannot imagine saying this, but yes, I can see myself owning the motorcycle if I get it for very cheap. Right, and but I mean, for honestly, so cruising around in a city for anyone who's looking for a city motorcycle or like short weekend rides, it's actually good enough for city rides. Absolutely, yes. Now, city, I mean, honestly, most people they're like they'll they'll go out fifty kilometers on the yeah, weekend, fifty hundred kilometers if on the weekend. That, that's good enough. Rides does not include anything going beyond seventy, eighty kilometers per hour. Right. I think that's a brilliant motorcycle yeah. because uh, although if if I tell you the zero to hundred numbers, you'll find them to be very slow, but that is still a seven eight second improvement over the previous version. <laughs> I I know so uh, the Thunderbird I have my, my which my dad used you're talking right about now. zero to hundred yeah did the last one reach hundred no no it did it did oh okay because yeah. I remember <laughs> sorry this joke needs to come in right at this point so I was riding this classic three fifty in Ladakh obviously the air is thin there right and because the gradient change was not very visible <laughs> <laughs> right I remember I was, I I was the throttle was like pinned. Hmm. Full throttle, and somehow the speedometer was going down <laughs> from hun from ninety to eighty five to eighty. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Right. <laughs> so yeah, doesn't go beyond hundred. I guess a friend no, of ours. No, 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 no. Even I, and I have seen more than hundred on this three fifty only. I mean, I, I you're scared. <laughs> I used it for a year. I I got bored. Mm-hmm. I got bored. So at at some day obviously I'm gonna stretch its legs, uh, but yeah it it crosses hundred. But do you think this platform should also get something like the Thunderbird now? Because Meteor is not basically like Thunderbird. No, but Meteor is very much in that direction only. Still, it's it's still a little more sportier. It's like the Thunderbird X. No. Yeah, it it is. But honestly, the Thunderbird, and I have one. It is a pretty useless product. But I'm looking or, forward to also, that uh, that uh, bobber kind of a motorcycle with that 650 engine, which Enfield is working on right now. I mean, let's see. We'll, it's we'll, like Scout. Right. That engine is good, right? A- engine is good. Engine is good. Rest of it is. Uh, I mean, the suspension is not good. That's the only gripe. For the Interceptor and Continental GT, we don't know if they are going to change it, and if in this setup it's going to work or not. Right. I mean, because uh, you know, uh, so a friend of ours has a Continental GT. and like you and i obviously ride together a lot right 
and both of us usually when we are riding together we take out the same motorcycles right uh, so whenever we are riding the ktm we don't have to account for the other person because you know if if you can go through it i can go through it like right. if it is a bumpy section or right. like a undulation in the road at a high speed hmm. you don't need to you don't feel the need to warn me hmm. right uh, so interceptor obviously uh, interceptor or continental gt both can go fast hmm. because they have obviously more power than the ktm they are reasonably quick like almost 6 and a half 7 seconds to 100 right so pretty quick uh, the problem is the suspension is shit both front and back yes yeah front is still acceptable to a degree rear is absolute shit right and uh, i remember three different instances one was on uh, the winding road at the back of my this gurgaon faridabad road mm-hmm. uh, i was going around a corner there was I think a pothole or a slightly bumpy bit in middle of a corner. Hmm. I I casually went through it, hmm. and then I could see my friend wrestling with the motorcycle in the same corner because <laughs> he was on the Continental GT, yeah, right? Know, know. And another instance was on a flyover, and you know how flyovers are right. in like across India, the bumpy and like with the the gaps in between, right. all of that shit. So again, I was doing. uh speeds that i would not like to disclose on a public platform right uh, not too high but yeah still illegal for a highway three digit three digit yes mm-hmm. i mean three digit is still legal for the highway but slightly higher than that maybe 10 20% i maybe maybe okay. maybe mm-hmm. in a hypothetical situation mm-hmm. right uh and i crossed an undulation fine it was just an undulation shit like that that we don't even realize right we crossed and then again i'm looking at the mirror and the guy is wobbling hmm. so since then i've been very cautious in riding with him uh, i have seen a lot of people with interceptor and continental gt who have swapped their uh, oem shockers with the shockers from older old, old, older continental gt so uh, there is a uh, friend of friend who runs those suspension and those were actually they, they were, were pretty good they were by pauli or pauli they were yeah, they were, they were by pauli i think and uh, the original no i wouldn't say original but the air cooled last air cooled bonneville t100 that came out because mm. i think it has been oh, right. liquid cooled for a long time mm-hmm. the last air cooled t100 that came out i think 2012 or so a1 a12 or something like you talking about that right i'm talking about basically whatever was the right, last, right, last right. bonneville t bonneville t100 which was the same as the standard bonneville oh, okay okay uh, okay so that guy basically found the suspension on bonneville to be very shitty hmm. and he and, and actually I've, i've ridden that motorcycle fair bit right and i can say it it got much better once the the rear suspension was replaced by the suspension from the old G- continental gt535 right because the old continental gt535 the chassis was sorted everything was sorted except the chassis yeah the cha- the the suspension was sorted it was just I, the engine which... i loved the rider triangle on that motorcycle like right. the current continental gt i find it too docile the the posture right, right, the posture is right. like too casual Mellow. it it is very much ktm duke like right not not a sport bike or a cafe racer like right. i think it's it it has to do with the fact that continental and interceptor are made of the same like it's no, on the no, same I platform think, I, think, i think it is a conscious choice they made because a no, lot of people how can how can a interceptor kind of a motorcycle have a very sporty riding stance it can't no, right no but that's what i'm saying like you have ridden both interceptor and continental gt both yeah. feel like very different motorcycles just because of the different placement of foot pegs and handlebars 
Yeah. But basically, otherwise, everything else is the same, right? Yeah. I mean, the, ch- the chassis geometry and everything is same. Which is which is fine. Even even in the previous one, I remember the primary difference was the handlebar used to slip lower. I think lower. with you know, so even in this Continental GT, the new one, you can basically drop the motorcycle a little, a couple of millimeters, and it's going to feel fine. You can drop the handlebar almost like one and a half. I'm not saying the handlebar. I'm saying the the suspension. Just just. Lower it down. The the front forks. Front fork, yeah. No, I, I was talking about the handlebar to change the posture. No, right. That is on my mind. I want to buy a interceptor. I even know who to buy it from. <laughs> <laughs> and make it into a cafe racer. Some it's going to look good. I, I I am actually looking forward to buying. Uh, you know how much I love the Yamaha R15 I had. Yes. I mean, I had that motorcycle. There is, there is no reason not to like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was one of the best motorcycles I've ever owned, and yeah. I had to sell it because I was moving cities and I needed the money. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually looking forward to buying that again. People are going to judge you like, how poor are you? We no, no, are, we both are very poor. <laughs> huh? I mean, I I, I literally uh, sold, sold broke. I I sold that motorcycle, took the money. Uh, used almost eighty percent of that to pay the deposits when I moved to Mumbai. Mm-hmm. Rest was probably taken up in in shifting my stuff and like flights and all. Right. <laughs> so and I was immediately broke again. So you were talking about R one five. Yes, project motorcycle. Uh, project or not? I so mean, I just want to buy that. That is the next and motorcycle. Which and obviously, because excited because about. Yeah, I mean, I'll buy either that or if I find more money somehow, then the Continental GT. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then it is gonna turn into a project. That's the plan. The problem. Unless, unless, uh, if I have enough money to start building my electric off-road motorcycle. Oh yeah, that's we were talking. Uh, what we were talking about. I think. I think we we need to uh, keep an eye out in our in our off-road circles. Find a uh, hero impulse. Right. And then. I think for me, it's not. It's more about space to build that. A space, a garage where I can work on my right, project right. bike. It is less of a fun problem. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not same, funding, same. Yeah. Because otherwise, I've got a 1976 two-stroke, beautiful. You keep saying that, it's, but it's still that, gathering dust. We can at least. But that is the thing that because it. we don't have garage space. Yeah. We don't have garage space. Anyway, anyway, we, I think we've spoken a lot about stuff that don't like people don't tune into our podcast for. Okay. <laughs> So let's talk about interesting things we have on our list. Right. Uh, so again, you want to take up the Tesla thing? No, please no. I've already written two stories about Tesla today. I'm I'm, I'm already pissed off with Elon Musk. Uh, okay. Let's start with Ola. Right. Uh, so had ole, we ole. <laughs> had we been recording this podcast two three days ago? By the way, we are recording this on what fifteenth uh, of September. It's fifteenth already. Yes. Oh. Um, so uh, sorry ha- for this awkward pause, but okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it it it, uh, it hit both of us that that like half the month has passed. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Ola uh, was planning to start uh, actually announcing delivery dates and and like accepting final payments for the deliveries. Were we not ranting on it on the podcast? Or I've rented. It? I've rented a lot. No, no, about this whole fiasco. No, that no, no. That, that that was just our drunk conversation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, so they were gonna start deliveries. Hmm. Uh, first, they were gonna start on start booking, like not like pre-bookings, the, the, but basically accepting the 
never but okay <laughs> but this is what i wanted to do want to do every time right right and, and and i mean like this is a very public drama being created by a company that recently announced a tech company a tech company a tech which company is not able to get its which... website and payments right 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 how and how weird that this sound this happened during the initial bookings so you like at this point you cannot fucking say that uh, because we didn't anticipate this volume you you knew this volume because you took obviously. 500 rupee deposits from shit lot of people right? right so you obviously knew that a, a, a percentage of that is going to converge on this particular date when we open finally delivery bookings right mm-hmm. anyway so the uh, it finally opened today today is september 15th hmm. some people have been able to uh, book their a friend of mine was November. able to put down the money 20 right. grand right and then let's see how soon he gets his scooter uh, i think the earliest delivery dates are november i didn't ask i didn't ask right i mean if he has been able to place the deposit it should be it, november but that's I, what he told me i think i think even before this i'm, I'm going to go back again to the point that you are a tech company you cannot get a website running when you know the kind of it takes you about 10 days to sort it out yeah they almost took that. i mean you already it, it it's not like, like you are starting deliveries the next day imagine this they said 6 pm then said 9 pm as if the problem was not big enough right to just just you know move the delivery the the day the 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 what what say oh booking whatever by a couple of hours right. and then you take 10 days to sort it out right and then you say we basically say we were not happy with that and I mean, we have already seen the pictures of their production line or whatever the the the, the, the so those those same pictures of a shed are on the website itself more often than the scooter <laughs> if you open the booking website mm. still like the 500 rupee deposit right. thing Ah, uh, you still see that. I mean, again, we are from that background. We know that how difficult it is to set up a factory. Even if you have a product ready today, it takes shitload of time to find a a manufacturer for each one of the components and get it production ready. Like even if you have a a motorcycle or a scooter or anything ready right. today in its final form, right. like you know it is as perfect. And we are not even talking be. about the sales channel. We are just talking about just getting the product ready. Right. And sales of the production these production guys line. Saying, these guys are saying that they are going to be direct and all. That's what I am saying. We are not even talking about the sales channel. We are just talking about getting the product of the product the production line from a final product to a deliverable product. Right. Because like. in in the tech space that may be the same thing in the auto space it it varies widely it's very difficult because honestly a pro- the prototype that you see for a 1 lakh rupee motorcycle that prototype probably adds up to 6 7 lakh in parts maybe more could be more could be more right. because those are all fabricated parts then you go out and find vendors to make all of those parts right. and then do, you test with those replacement right. parts then you go 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 on doing this component by component right. i mean the process could be smaller could be shorter for a electric scooter but not this short right so anyway uh, so after this fiasco then uh, in in typical you know 
PR fashion they come out and they say that they, we, we are going to hire 10,000 women in our factory making the biggest like what a fab, production so factory automobile. Is it automobile that different factory. kind of sexist? Huh? Just just to pull you know attention away from the fiasco. I mean I mean from fe- their, their their feminism is about providing equal opportunities. Obviously, right? You, I, I understand you support programs to to do that, but right. I mean just saying that we we would not have male workers at our factory. Using this topic just to deflect from attention the main, from, from the what, main what issue, the, 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 right. from the main, main issue, issue. Huh. from. What what are I mean? It is it is absolutely brilliant that they are providing opportunities to more women, but it is a great news. But it it is great. But, but using it just to deflect from the, from the main the issue, primary issue, this, right? This yeah, is that's shitty, it. Right. So I mean, as much as I'm I'm and you're already I mean, talking about raising a billion dollars, right? I mean, we have seen jumps of lakhs of users in a day. Hmm. So has Bhavesh been reading a lot of Elon Musk books? <laughs> That's the only possible explanation. I mean, as much as I want Ola to succeed, and it probably will. Obviously, it probably, yes. it we want it to succeed. I mean, I, I wouldn't even say probably. I think it is gonna succeed. Hmm. But that still doesn't change the fact that everything we've seen so far is sketchy as shit. Right. Taking a page from Elon's book is not good. Great. Right. And like, let's be honest. Even before Elon Musk started with all the drama, he at least had that. Tesla original Tesla Roadster right ready and going places right and to be honest that was an impressive product when it came out true even model s when it came out elon musk was not the way he is right now right 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 and all of that model s was already a good product when it right, came absolutely, out absolutely absolutely like you cannot i mean credit where due it was a good yeah, product yes. the roadster was a good product and I'm guessing you would know, obviously, but a lot of people basically dismiss the original Roadster, saying that it was based on a Lotus chassis and they simply made it. But and it, because of Top Gear, no Top Gear, and to, because of Top Gear, yes. No, okay, top, top Gear drama, whatever it is. I'm just mm. saying, I'm, I'm not talking into Top Gear drama. Uh, a lot of people say that they basically took a Lotus chassis and body and they they made an electric car out of it. It was not a Lotus chassis directly. They they re-engineered the whole thing. In fact. It was much longer than the the Lotus. It was uh, the chassis they right. used. So, it was based on a Lease or XC. Yeah, know. but but it was lengthened by uh, almost four to five inches. It's not a plug and play kind of a thing. Right, right. right. That, that's just, my just point. That's my point. Like people, batteries into it and it's it's done. People it's, it's lot more complicated it, than that. People dismiss it a lot, saying that yeah, they, they just picked a Lotus chassis and then. And that's pretty weird. Yeah, I mean, considering that how strongly people support. Tesla and Elon Musk. Hmm. Uh, it it feels odd that we are actually credit where due. People don't give credit. Right. So yeah. So th- these are the Ola updates. And by the way, uh, you know this Ather update because of Ola, right? Tell me about it. Okay. Uh, so obviously Ather is like the best option. Right. On now. sale right now. Right. Uh, but the problem is they obviously cannot ignore the elephant in the room. Hmm. How sketchy the elephant may be. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, to compete with Ola or to sort of dodge away the threat, uh, apparently Ather is working on a cheaper alternative, which is gonna be uh, costing less than a lakh. Oh, yeah, because obviously Ola. Hmm. 
Yeah, otherwise, Aether it makes sense. It makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, because people are gonna go uh, be looking at them, and they'll they're gonna be like, you're, you're offering less range and all of that. Ola being Ola is already making a lot of noise. I am pretty sure if you go out asking people, people might have heard about Ola's electric scooter, not about Aether. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. outside of our circles, I don't. And think. all of a sudden, if you place a product which is no is priced. lower than your competing product you know that it's going to sell more right. so ether is already under pressure so it it, it makes sense that ether right, comes right, out with right, right, right. makes sense makes sense so it's going to be interesting like what what do they do like what what is the kind of cost cutting they do to make i mean ether right now is i would say uh pretty packed like the from the subframe to chassis components to suspension a lot of it is top tier top shelf material okay like like they've got aluminum uh, aluminum components in the chassis hmm you don't need that for a scooter right they've got a top tier suspension rear suspension for that you don't need that hmm. you right. can very well get away by replacing all of that it's going to be again very money intensive for them so it's going to be again yeah but back but, to the drawing board <laughs> Yes, but uh, I'm just saying. If you remember, uh, even earlier when we were talking about ether, hmm. uh, I, I mentioned this distinctly that it it feels rather pointless to have aluminum components and everything in in a in what is a basically a commuter Afford- vehicle in an affordable mode in a commuter vehicle. It doesn't make you know a recognizable difference, right? And it's it's not even like people are even it's not even giving them a visual advantage because right. that all is covered under a plastic Fairy, body, right? So that's why I think we spoke about this, and maybe maybe these are the places they can save money on. Right. They can maybe uh, drop down some of the tech features they have got and all of that stuff, and because they just have to lose like ten, fifteen k. Maybe even they can cut down their margins on on some model, drop the battery capacity a bit, or or maybe right. reduce some of the features. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. But just because But we are talking about ether, let's talk about simple energy. simple yes uh, so again none of this is verified hmm. uh, but I, i shared the team bhp thread with you that's how i remembered right uh, so there are rumors that uh, simple one hmm. is not exactly a fresh from the ground type product right uh, let's in, not call it rumors we let's call it people have been pointing it out right like they noticed they noticed or, or i mean again we have not verified so we'll call it rumor right Okay, so that that way I'm going. Uh, but yeah, uh, people people have pointed out, people have shared that the the simple energy scooter is not exactly a ground up product. Basically, it's a reskinned ether. Right, and apparently someone cl- uh, again uh, spotted this on Team BHP only. Someone claimed that the win number was actually from uh, one of the ether lineups. Hmm. So I have not had the chance to. compare the specifications and no, details it, it, it claims a lot more range more it does 200 km larger battery capacity and all uh, so on paper it looks very impressive i don't i didn't even compare the chassis and everything the suspension components no so uh, i didn't get a chance to do that so that's what i'm saying that's why i called it rumors because in their presentation and everything they they showcased what they showcased was very different from what ether has hmm. like a, a standard steel chassis and all of that stuff I mean, it was very different from what Ether is, as they showcased it. But this, this just uh, this whole rumor is is rising up because of the shared series of win numbers. Hmm. 
Interesting. So again, could be nothing, or could be something. Could be something, something but, but but someone boldly taking a dig at Ola. I mean, I I obviously don't want this to be something out of thin air. Obviously, mm. because this is a, a I, I would say a market that's gonna grow, and it is good to have a small players building impressive products. Right. I, I mean, obviously, the, the, it has been too long. We've had only the like the Bajaj and TVS and the right. Hero. But rivalries, rivalries. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. And, and everyone, everyone loves the underdog. So I love the underdog here. And that is simple energy. Simple energy. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So what next? Uh, uh, okay. Again, you're looking at your list. <laughs> obviously, I've got a gigantic list. Yeah. Gigantic list, by the way. Uh, oh, sorry. Ford wrapped up. <laughs> we already knew knew that, but I mean, we knew that for a long we, time. We we were just like thinking, like, is it going to happen or not? When? Yeah, it was more of a question of when rather than if. Right. Uh, but I think I'm gonna go stock up on air filters and oil filters and AC filters now. You don't need to, but yeah, <laughs> right. I get the joke. <laughs> I hope I get a Ford car for really cheap. I've I've been negotiating deals for you already. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've already spoken with three dealers. Uh, the one in my hometown is is coming back to me every now and then with better deals on EcoSport. <laughs> so if we are able to find almost like twenty percent discount, yeah, that's good enough. Yeah, I, I think I'll I'll force you to buy that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because let, let's be honest, the cars are brilliant. It's a good car. I mean, it it the is, only problem it is, is a loss for us that this brand is backing up from India. Yeah. It's Ford's doing, right? It is Ford's doing. It is mostly Ford's doing, actually. Okay. I mean, like um, the engines and all have been updated, but a new, new product. I don't think we have had one for like six years now. Aesthetically, all the cars look dated. Yeah. From outside and inside. Right. Inside, right? Right. And somehow they could never crack the code for Indian for the Indian market. No, uh, I I would disagree there. How Ford so? EcoSport, hmm. a success story. Initially, you're Initi- missing it out. No, but for a couple of years they so when they came, Duster was already a super. Duster was Duster was and immediately the when they came, they ate right Duster for breakfast. Right, right? so they 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 cracked. But then the for a couple of so no even. If, when so Brezza this, came, when Maruti so this, Brezza this is came. something uh, I have some insider information on it. Even they did not expect EcoSport to be this right, big right. success. I, I, I'm aware how you have the insider information. Right. <laughs> so they ended up setting up an analytics team just for it. Right. They could never imagine this kind of a response for that car, and they got complacent with it. EcoSport was a very good. A, a success for them for a couple of years then they they start they got complacent and they didn't focus uh, on it enough no i i, I would say they got, yeah they, they got complacent obviously but also the the market rest of the market changed and they, and they didn't, didn't keep up they didn't yeah, keep up yeah. right but again uh, i'm not just talking eager sport the last generation ford figo was also a success because it was a lot of car for a good budget. Let's not call it success. It was a good car, but it, it never it sold. sold. Well. It sold well. La- last generation Vigo sold well. Actually, the diesel variant, the I diesel variant 1.4, it actually sold well. I don't know. Uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll share okay, the numbers with you, but it actually sold pretty the well. The numbers that I've seen were very dismal. No, 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 no. It, the, by the, the end of... The market share of Ford was very 2%. poor. 2%. Right? 2%. Huh. By the end of the for life, a, it was... company that has been there for 27 years. No, but that's the thing. Like, Ford, at any point, didn't have more than one product selling. No. Like, one product selling as in one product being liked by the market. Like, Ford Figo was selling... Then the EcoSport came in, but they updated the Figo. That new new Figo was not selling. EcoSport was the only car selling, mm-hmm. right? Endeavor was selling, obviously, but that was still not volumes. Mm. So that that's Ford's doing, right? That's Ford's doing. Plus, more importantly, like you you remember, uh, I was talking about a friend of mine. He absolutely loved his EcoSport. Mm. Given the choice, he would not move out of the so, Ford ecosystem. But before we move, we talk about it in depth. Let's let's let's. Talk about the real facts. Ford did not wrap up from India because of the conditions in India. It was no, no, no. Ford is restructuring its entire business. It it, it pulled out of Brazil. It pulled out of Russia. I mean, let's be honest. Even in US and Canada, in US, they they stopped selling sedans. Yeah, they're focusing so on very SUVs. So people who have been saying that the government is to is responsible for it, it's it's uh, not. This, this is Ford's doing. It's Ford's doing. Ford mm. is restructuring its business. Something similar to what Harley Davidson is doing as well. A lot of companies are doing. Basically, this is United. Tesla's doing. Uh, no. In a way, I mean, they, a lot of companies are doing good in India as well. But no, no, I'm, I'm just saying that like Tesla has showcased that you don't so have General to make Motors, a lot of cars. Ford, Harley Davidson, the story is very similar, right? Right. Yeah. Lowest common common denominator is United States. Hmm. They have been caught, you know, sleeping. Right. But also another factor is that like they have seen that you can have a high valuation. You can have a high valuation without making a lot of cars. And that's what they're all chasing. Forget that. But Kia is doing well, right? Yeah. Because again, the companies in East are still targeting making cars. Like Toyota. Again, Toyota was resisting electric cars until now. So the, the thing is that Ford could not and Harley Davidson could not recognize that. Even Jenny Motors. Harley though was a different story, I think. They're all similar. Huh. They could not understand what's what to make next. They were too slow on their foot. Ford, I think, has got good products globally. They just never bothered with the Indian market aggressively. Because, like, let's be honest, the last new launch was the car my dad has, hmm. which was launched in, I think, 2015. Right. That was the last major launch. That's what I'm saying. Like, Since then, they've, came they've, they've updated... To say that Indian market is... Terrible is wrong because Kia came, MG came. Right. These two companies, we know Jeep for a fact. Came, Jeep came. Forget Jeep. Huh? Jeep is something people know. What I'm saying is, right, we know for enough. a fact that MG and Kia are companies. Very few people in India ever heard about right. these brands and they have come and Absolutely. conquered. Right. Conquered. Kia particularly. Kia particularly, right? Hmm. So Despite the fact that the service Even is Jeep, costly, right? cars are Gia overpriced. Came, Jeep, sorry, Kia. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Jeep came uh, with its compass and it was doing pretty well and then Jeep was caught sleeping, snoozing. Right now, they, they, they're they nowhere. Yeah, but that is a typical fiat trade. Mm. But again, Ford, the primary issue is not launching new and products fast enough. Again, what you said is right. It's, it's the Tesla effect. All of a sudden, these companies have, they don't know what to do. To, to channelize the money in developing EV tech, 
और और रैंडम शिट कॉल इट ड्राइवरलेस कॉल इट वट एवर वट एवर दैट्स द फ्यूचर वट एवर पैड्स द स्टॉक प्राइस और और दे कीप यू नो लूजिंग मनी इन अपकमिंग मार्केट्स राइट and in india they were like using barely any capacity of their, their like the manufacturing right. capacity they had 20% oh i thought it was 25 but yeah I 20% mean, 20% of yeah, that was barely any use of capacity was too 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 eager to st- so they already had their chennai plant right and somehow so uh, my sister was in the analytics wing and they somehow got it completely sure, disclose your source yeah they they completely got it wrong somehow they felt that the the cars are going to sell and they start they they built the whole sanand plant in gujarat right so that, that was not needed you have to first you know completely utilize your chennai plant like mahindra is doing <laughs> mahindra we know that it's still it's going to be good it, no no i'm not saying like mahindra is doing there they are uh, they've outdone all their manufacturing capacity right and they're still not able to keep up right Some of these, these I mean, with Mahindra, it's not a, a, a semiconductor shortage problem. It's a capacity problem right now. Right. The, the, in fact, this XUV seven double O that they've uh, showcased and not launched, hmm. they've simply not launched because they want to keep the interest alive, hmm. but they cannot afford to have new orders yet. Right. Because they're struggling with like already with they're Thar. struggling with Thar. Right. Right. You know that for so, a fact. I mean. It's not like you cannot sell in this market, and the car sales have been decent for a while. Yeah, I mean, obviously semiconductor shortage aside, motorcycles are not selling that well. Compared to motorcycles, so surprisingly, if you remember last year we were talking about this that COVID will actually drive a lot of people, drive a lot of sales for the mainstream car companies and the mainstream motorcycle companies, hmm. right? So it did for car companies. Hmm. For motorcycle, we were expecting hundred cc, but one fifty cc picked. motorcycle for a while it did but primarily 150 cc picked yeah 2020 october onwards it picked right but somehow all of a sudden it it has nose dive right but and i mean 100 something CC which has been mirrored by my 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 stocks and hero <laughs> <laughs> i i i think there are a couple of factors at play here and obviously i have not put too much thought into it but i think one is a lot of interest in uh, electric two wheelers because mm. like let's be honest even the commuter class motorcycles are getting ridiculously costly right now right right and electric two wheelers are coming mm. and people even in tier 2 tier 3 cities can see the point behind mm. them right plus uh, governments are announcing subsidies all over the country mm. for buying a electric vehicle Like so, you and I are paying if someone is buying a Nexon EV, even though we cannot afford a Nexon EV. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think that also has, to a degree, contributed to the fact that people are maybe. Sorry, I'm going to stop you, but don't you think this episode is going to go beyond two hours? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we are already at hour. Okay. Okay. Let's let's move on. I think a lot happened in the last two weeks. Okay, you sorry, but 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 while we are at the topic of electric, uh, I want to talk about how the subsidies alone are not helping. Ah, I know. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so uh, obviously, like you have a proper home. Right. So if you decide to buy a EV, you can like charge it up at your at your home. It won't be too uh-huh. difficult for me. I I live on the ground floor. 
it's going not going to be very difficult uh, for you so i can, i can stick a cable out uh, but people who live in buildings people who live in societies so these are run by uh, rwas or residential welfare associations or right that's what it is right right yeah so they are not exactly on board with the with the ev transition right so my cousin bought uh, nexon ev we have joked about it already on the yes. podcast so in case somebody is listening for the first time so she bought a nexon ev you can go back for the jokes on the last episode yes please do <laughs> we'll get another listen but anyway so she bought an ev uh, nexon ev a month back and she a month back i guess something like that yeah. and she was already pumped about it right uh, being like uh, all the sales pitch by tata she was she was like very happy about it right the thing is that the rwa in her society plainly refused to set up a charging station to set up a charging station right so she is lucky that her house is on the first floor and her parking spot is right beneath her apartment right so what she does is basically a jugad right hangs a cable down a ha- hangs a cable down from from a socket but still takes fucking 8 okay. to 9 hours right uh, but uh, i'm just saying i i Will and this very uncomfortable so this, making this, a purchase so this is a small apartment complex right imagine all the rwas in the apartment complexes in gurgaon right. massive ones right how difficult is it going to be right so uh, like the, the place so this is not just with her because you picked up the topic right there are a lot of people who have been facing this trouble yeah so i was reading a twitter thread by someone in a someone living in bengaluru hmm. who basically took his ether up to fifth floor i saw that picture <laughs> <laughs> who took his ether up to fifth floor I to charge charge in his apartment i saw that picture yeah this is yeah. very funny but yes right it was an ether not an exon so you can take it somehow you right, right. so, so that's what i was saying that's what i was saying that i i would not actually buy before i know for sure all the shit is sorted a car i mean two wheeler you can still arrange like i'm i'm just saying even if i don't have a charging setup you live close by right. i'll be like okay it's just it's a motorcycle it's not going to be difficult right for a two wheeler it's not going to be difficult right. I, i can even like find there, there can be shit load of places to find to charge a two wheeler and a two wheeler charges quicker from a wall socket yeah Right, and relatively, like you just need four five hours. You're you're solving. Relatively, ha. Uh, next one will take still more more yeah, number of hours. Ten twelve hours, right? Uh, I need a wall charger. No, not a, a a charging station for that. Right. Not a wall charger. Right, right, right. Fair enough. So that's the thing. I mean, I would not touch a electric car until I know my charging everywhere I go is sorted. Hmm. And I think that is what is holding back a lot of people from buying EVs. Okay, tell me something like. T- from personal experience right tata is overselling the cars yeah and saying that we are coming up with charging stations there are already a lot of charging stations which is a dart right it's it's a false promise at okay. the moment it is i mean you know so i live at i think the most prime road in the city right uh, i mean this is literally a 10 lane 12 lane road right And the I've only charging station that I have seen, I have seen with generator behind a it. A generator behind <laughs> it. Even I have seen that, right? <laughs> so how stupid is that? In so, fact, every time I've taken a cab, na Uber, because like you and I, we basically. I think you have already talked about yeah, this. Yeah, we 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 uh, ride with blinders on, huh. so we don't really notice a lot. I mean, like there are massive towers where the Google and Facebook offices are. Okay. 
For months, I didn't notice those stars riding on our, on my KTM. I still haven't. This is the first time I'm listening about it. No, no. So near my place only. These are massive buildings. The one horizon and two horizons, right? Right. Uh, these are massive buildings. I never even noticed them riding on my KTM mm. because you, you sort of have blinders on. So I asked cabbies because they obviously are on the road day in day out. So they observe more than us. Right. So every time I take a cab, I think I've been doing this for months now. Every time I take a cab, I ask them, "Okay, how many charging stations have they seen?" Hmm. I've never heard the number more than two. Hmm. Taking cab from Delhi, taking taking cab in Noida, in Gurgaon. So my question is, like, if the automakers oversell it right now, and somehow will it turn the customer, you know, tide the other other way around, saying like, so we are already struggling. The news comes out. in forums on facebook on instagram or is it going to be these people are going to like hide it saying like okay we we, we love our ev okay so uh, two pointers here first thing at least in my circles a lot of people who are buying are the ones who have basically assumed that they don't have access to a charging network hmm. right so they are basically- so that is something which is with your friend circle we are, so i'll talk about my friend circle and people around me hmm. most of these ev guys are people in their 30s 30s right. or 40s yeah yeah, yeah. most of my circle and same. these people kind of prefer apartments they are in metropolitan cities and right. stay in apartments right and all of us are in this whole rwa charging things crops up right so so that's what i'm saying in my so my sister my cousin has been very lucky that way that her apartment is right 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 close close by so you didn't let me come to the second point so anyway i'm i'm saying like if you are yeah okay go Se- on second point is people are hiding the pain to sort of uh i would say defend the choices they've made that's what i'm saying yeah. that, that's so second point is that a lot of people are doing that they they're going to be a, even put up a brave brave face up yeah like, even like, even the ones i know who have got proper charging setup and all but i mean you still don't have don't have the luxury of putting your car on charge for 10 hours every time yeah right and they are still it's, defending it, it has to be your second car right it can't be your only car i mean people you ask them their response always is like these are transitional challenges mm-hmm. that's what the phrase i hear transitional challenges right which we, we don't know how long is it going to take for the transition to happen yeah i mean if and you have the car right now with you i mean this, honestly this is the same if it take 10 years then your car is already 10 years old right your battery is already worn out okay sorry i'm going on the other side of this then uh, you and i both were consider- i i not as much you specifically are looking for a new car yeah uh, and i was just thinking I was just thinking about one of my motorcycles only. Like we bought the Expos last year only, mm. so it is like road legal at least till two thousand and thirty-four. Imagine how much the world would have changed yeah. till two thousand and thirty-four. Right. I mean, it didn't. Ch- it changed a lot in the last eight ten years, mm. but I think what is coming forward is even more revolutionary, even more. uh it is a fast change aggressive change right, yeah, right. it's a fast change it's an accelerating change like the, the right. i mean obviously this is said often that, that yeah, the yeah. technology doesn't progress at a linear pace it right. prog- progresses exponentially right. and that's what i was thinking like till 2030 34 this is road legal hmm. like are even we going to have are, are we even going to have petrol vehicles by then questionable 
yeah where we don't and and that. that's what uh, that, that's something that immediately made me question my my uh, thoughts about buying a car mm. like because there is no way you'll be able to resell a new car that you buy today right it's it's only going to be scrapped because it's just making me scared anyway yeah that's my whole point <laughs> i think it's time to talk about tesla now obviously that's inevitable go shoot Okay, I thought you were going to talk about Tesla. I will, but let's, let's okay. start with the driverless. Right, yeah. So, uh, the driverless chaos that they were testing, hmm. they are planning a wider rollout of that. At the time when there is... They the are biggest, under scrutiny, yes. The biggest scrutiny that has ever happened. Right, yeah. And they are planning a wider rollout. Also, on the side, uh, that particular software also got leaked. <laughs> <laughs> okay leaked leaked yes okay like like the new android versions get mm-hmm. leaked their okay. their software got leaked okay uh so yes and what they claim their full self driving software is out is out i i guess i don't want to go to us anytime soon although i don't i can't go <laughs> but i don't want to go yeah, because of tesla i can say yeah yeah <laughs> running their pilot test running their beta test on like every citizens <laughs> I don't want to go there and say like this guy died because of a Tesla. Right. I mean, this is fine. Yeah, this is fucked up. I mean, you, there, there is an ob- absolutely no logical explanation of how this is allowed. Hmm. Like you're running beta test. You're run, you're testing your system on every citizen who hasn't signed up for it. Right. This is crazy. Yeah, uh, but I think I think we repeat this on on practically every episode. Something that we don't repeat. is tesla is actually had a feature patented which uses lasers as their windshield wiper huh? yeah okay i thought that really yeah so they filed this patent back in 2018 the guy whose name is on the patent filing is i think an indian origin guy a parsi right. right and uh, what it does is basically uses laser beam to I don't know what how to say it. Basically, knock off debris of your windshield and other glass parts. Does it also like burn your eyeballs while no. at it? So, <laughs> so funny enough, they actually mentioned that in the patent filing, the laser beam has intensity that can only that cannot penetrate the glass windshield, so it will not burn your eyes. Will it cause skin cancer? I don't know. I don't know. I mean I, my that, my eyes are already very fucked up. <laughs> you might get your lasik done by your tesla. Oh right so <laughs> now your tesla does your lasik for you. That's that's good yeah that's good. That that's like about what uh, $1500 to $2000 save. Yeah. But you need to spend like $130000 for a I I mean I've been watching a lot of reviews of these and basically everyone um, arrives at the same thing hmm. that you don't It has got a joke. steering wheel yeah joke steering wheel <laughs> uh so everyone basically arrives at the same thing you don't buy the one with the joke steering wheel mm-hmm. uh but you instead buy the model s long range which is like $90000 and not the $130000 version right. because you are not gaining anything mm-hmm. like you would not their claimed uh 1.99 second not to 60 miles per hour with a rollout 
with a rollout so it it realistically it comes out to be only like point two point two yeah so it comes out to be almost like point one of a second quicker only than okay. the long range version okay. okay and you're paying an extra forty thousand for what is basically the same car hmm. by the way uh, I, I I shared the Twitter thread with you uh, how do you jump from topic to topic no no I'm I'm talking Tesla only I'm talking okay. Tesla only so someone was actually uh, tweeting out all the shit he was he was finding inside his model list <laughs> okay. and there were parts held together by cable tie hmm. Okay. You've got a car, you've got a motorcycle. This is something which I do when I'm trying to mend my bike or something like that. Right, right. I I've got a bag full of cable ties. Same. Here. Yeah. I mean, this okay. is this is my way so of building I, things. Now I can say that even Tesla does it. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. You can say that your uh, repair standards are at the, at the same level as Tesla. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm pretty happy with myself. Now. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Cable okay. tie, Joe cable Smart tie is used yeah. extensively, Tesla's, but for tying uh, up cables, product quality, the the build quality is very questionable. It has hasn't improved, been. but it has only gone gone down the drain right over the last couple of years for them to meet their production numbers. Right. And the cable ties, yes, it's pretty bad. We've already seen the joke steering wheel coming out. Or the, or the, the, the airbag, the, the airbag con- with the console coming out. Right. So a, a lot of people are facing issues with that steering wheel. Like, like I, I told you, I was watching a road of road test and all. I saw a video by Edmunds. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You saw that. I, I watched that as well. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy was pretty happy with the car. Otherwise, it is an impressive car. Right. It's an but impressive. But he was EV. he was pissed when he was trying to drive it around the yeah, track. Yeah. Obviously, it is. It's a joke steering wheel, but uh, like at least it's a sedan. Because let's be honest, from how what the data indicates and from what the industry experts say, sedans are like gonna be like museum pieces now. Before we jump onto that, you said that spending hundred thirty thousand dollars on the model S Plaid it doesn't make sense. I but didn't say that. People who people tested say, it right? said that. But Elon Musk has something else to say. They went on to claim the title for the fastest production EV on Nurburgring. Oh, seven minutes thirty-five seconds. Which is and, and what is uh, Taycan Turbo? Taycan is... did it in seven minutes forty-two seconds. Oh, okay. Not their official number. They didn't officially do it. Right. But uh, that was what their lap was. Although this was, I think we we saw it coming because even before the plaid version, yeah, they've been out, testing, uh, they've been testing Tesla's there for for the last two three years, I guess. Right, right. They even crashed one a month back. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, seven minutes thirty five seconds. A lot of people have been saying like it's a thousand, which is horsepower car. It's not very impressive because we already have Porsches which can. Production Porsche, which can already do six minutes thirty-eight seconds, but that's and those are IC engine cars. IC engine cars, but then it's a two-door racing car, right? No, but it's that, a four-door that, sedan. That, that's actually what I was coming to. This forget is impressive because it's a four-door car. Yeah, and it's heavy. Like for, uh, so, forget the heavy part. Forget the battery. Hmm. It's a, a day-to-day car. A M5, M3, uh, Mercedes GT four-door. All these cars are barely faster. 
barely faster right right that that is like that is the comparison a porsche is not so uh, yeah elon musk said that it was a basically a Shit, car sorry ek second uh, are we are we actually speaking in favor of tesla no, today no 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 just a second so elon musk i, I just did accidentally okay. maybe <laughs> elon musk uh, went on twitter saying that it is basically a car which just rolled off the production floor right. and there are no changes in it it's unmodified right but somehow in the video uh, of the in uh, onboard footage we can already see there are panels for the battery management system and all so it's a little questionable i guess he's not talking about the tires or aero package but if oh, you there, are, there is a aerodynamic change as well no it's there is there's no none but we are talking about even if you're putting a you know a battery management system which is different right. from the production car it is modified right, and right, since we course. don't have a pr department for tesla we can't even verify it how do you verify it right right but yeah. anyway 7 minutes 35 seconds it's it it's pretty impressive and i'm More waiting so for porsche to come so porsche is like that jilted not not girlfriend but i'll say like your neighbor who is always trying to you know compete one up you yeah one like up like you. when the nissan gtr came out the new porsche yeah, so 9 porsche is always out. like i i i am the best right so i am waiting for porsche to come up with a taycan and say like we we are still faster more importantly like this kind of shit actually moves the world forward it does yeah and somehow how interesting is it that a 100 year old year old track it still is, is the proving ground proving ground and it's still one of the best marketing tactic It's for true, true, for very true, very performance true. Performance car manufacturers. But uh, again, I'll, I'll now that we are talking about Germany and we were speaking about sedans. Okay. Uh, Mercedes boss says that this is probably the end of sedan, and I think you and I both can see why. But they didn't they just just showcase EQS and EQE. Yeah, but they spend millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, but but they're still saying the future is not going to be finance, and I I think I agree. Not just you; it makes sense it, it, from it, design perspective, from engineering yeah, because, perspective. Because because like there are no engines to sit up high, so eliminating some degree of the SUV design disadvantages. Right. Plus, you obviously need more room, which you gonna get in the floor in a SUV. Right. In a sedan, when you place the battery down in the floor, yeah, there is a you still get your knees in your face. Yeah, it's a design disadvantage. Right. We can see that clearly in the Polestar two. Polestar. Right. Right. It's it's neither a sedan nor an SUV. It's a odd looking car. It's a yeah. It's a crossover, but not the kind you expect. Hmm. But Mercedes actually went on to showcase their. Concept for electric G wagon, E wagon. Oh. <laughs> It's not named E wagon, but <laughs> right. I I I didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, sorry. Another G wagon launched, but this comes from Force Motors and called Gurkha. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go on. So yeah, E wagon. Nothing has changed. It's more lifestyley. Right. More made for Kim Kardashian than off-road enthusiasts. No, but I think uh, electric vehicles will be brilliant off-road. Yes, low end torque. Like, like I'm just saying, the way they showcased it, they have just plastered LED lights everywhere. Right. It just screams of Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Go, I, I, I get. Otherwise, it has four motors. Right. Specifications they gave. It has four individual motors at all we- different wheels, individual right. wheels. Right. Which is basically. Great for off-roading, right? And you have you don't need locking you have differentials. Driven, you have driven both, uh, I would say, elect. Oh, sorry, diesel and petrol SUVs off-road. And a G wagon, yes. You would always choose 
something with a lot more torque. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Not power. You need torque. And when you're going off road. Mercedes says that we are not happy with it. They are going to give it a two two speed gearbox as well. Okay. Low, so so a crawl crawl kind crawl, of thing like yes. low range. Does it even need it? Because motors we need like we know that no, it has what individual four motors. All you need to do is just remap it. It already has too much torque for for it. You don't need a low crawl a crawling. A low, low why not? Why not? Why, how else are they going to charge shitload of money? Like Porsche Taycan has uh, a two-speed gearbox. That's for sprint. It makes sense there. Lower end torque you don't need. But, you don't need torque multiplication no, for no, a. No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Is someone who's going to buy like G wagon is a costly car as it is now. Hmm. So I'm pretty sure the electric version is not going to be cheap either. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it sounds pretty odd, but. I for Hummer electric Hummer for, for electric, electric Ford. Hummer was piece of no it wasn't it is actually pretty interesting it is interesting why I, I'm pissed about that car is because it was on the cover of Time with the GM CEO saying towards a cleaner future and I'm sorry but there is nothing clean about that gigantic land yacht. Old that, one yes but that, this no no even even this like this is How the old? definition of excess this is. Like, so you then can, even a Porsche Taycan is an excess. You can get away with a Nexon EV, but why do you need a uh, Taycan? Yes, yes, it is, excess, it is excess. All it of is them excess. are excess. It right? is excess. But my, my point is, like a Hummer, you can literally make three cars out of what takes, three, probably four cars that what, what it takes to make a Hummer EV as well. But Same is the case with Taycan S. It is, it is. But or with Model S Plaid. Yes. Same. Yes, I'm not disagreeing there. Yeah. I'm just saying, ke, but, but someone agree the fact that you have preconceived notion, a prejudice against Hummers. I do have that, but I'm also saying that that time. I see engine Hummers was shitty. But always this, were, always yeah, were. This, but I'm just saying this is pretty the, interesting. The cover saying like this is the future of electric. This is towards a FM leaner FM. But otherwise, no, it is no. I'm to, that's what I'm saying. The time cover pisses me off. Yeah. The car shouldn't, right? Yeah, I mean, that is very stupid saying that like you you disagree of the car. No, no, I mean, it is it is people just choose excess, which is fine. Uh, but I'm just saying that painting that as a poster child of a green revolution. That, they they are trying to sell their car. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that painting it that is as a poster impressive. child of a green revolution. I was future. also very excited by the Ford F150 Lightning, right? The electric again, very impressive. Hmm. So yes, it's 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 pretty good. By the way, do you realize we have we have been ranting and rambling on for I almost seventy five minutes? I don't want minutes. to make this episode into a two hour thing, but okay. So there let, are let's, still a lot of there, there are, but let, let's let's close with one last one. Uh, so you know, Tesla was uh, basically let let let's not make it the last thing. No, because, sorry, not because Tesla, I wanted not Tesla, to talk Toyota. about. So we were talking about Porsche Taycan, right? Okay. So Porsche went on to showcase. Porsche Mission R and what is that basically uh, I don't know if you are if you know about it or while not. you explain I'm gonna check che- check the progress <laughs> of where our food is <laughs> it's basically basically an electric 911 GT3 cup car oh you know what a 911 GT3 cup right car right is. I know I know huh? one make racing right, right yeah so it's an electric version of it okay it's even by the looks of it it's an amalgamation of 911 GT3 Cup and Taycan, all electric. Right. We knew that it was only time before Porsche went ahead and showed showcased the 
it is it is with jesco they have already shown I mean, that I mean, they are I, going I, that I, way i just picked that as an example but italy right so I, I we have seen that they have said v12 cars are not going anywhere i mean my view my view point is that they should not be exempt i mean unless it is a very exclusive on order type of manufacturer making like 40 50 units a year hmm. they should not be exempt because this is what is going to drive the world forward hmm. what do you think I don't want to go with logic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. I love V12 cars, V8 cars, save the IC engine. No, but I that's what I'm saying. Like, if I know, I if, know. If I'm pushed going... hard enough, if pushed hard enough, they they might as well find a way to make V12 efficient. Who knows? Yeah, but the, that's the thing, right? It's not about efficiency right now. It is about electrification. what the the eu I has already said by 200 uh, 2035 they are going to stop all ic engine cars no matter how efficient they are right that's a deal right even if they are efficient right uh, that's that's i i guess i think it's it should be linked with production numbers right like i, I there are there have been people who have gone after f1 motor gp saying that no but why should that that's been saying because f1 is del- i mean look at the f1 car of today they right. they drive 100 kg of fuel is what 120 130 liters but the, you don't get my point what they're saying is efficiency from ic engine is not what we are like going for it is basically no. we want to electrify no but that that's what i'm saying no okay, mm. for like because people were buying top tier supercars these engines got efficient right because people are going to buy so, top tier so electric you tell supercars. me how why should a company like ferrari lamborghini spend on making their v12s and v8s more efficient when the ruling is already there that by 2035 no so that, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying na ke in that case you'll see investments from them i mean in a hypothetical scenario you'll see investments from them in better battery technology in better motors in a more efficient system for the electric ecosystem that's right. what i'm saying because these people have to drive it right. motor sports and the supercar manufacturers let drive it be it. there let it be there i'm saying it's 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 okay but that doesn't mean you should ban ic engine cars take it away again you uh, can offset it by saying like like what is happening right now like if you already have ic engine cars v12s you have to have this many number of hybrids right or electric cars right 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 matlab average it uh, average out, it out. across the portfolio why not continue with that maybe maybe but yeah it uh, it leaves basically lobbying hard okay maybe but contrasting opinions here i would say that they should still be held to the same standards same transitions same regulations simply because that would drive the world forward <laughs> okay <laughs> okay <laughs> to hell with evs let's talk about some fast motorcycles okay i want to talk about uh, triumph I, even i want to talk about triumph okay then i want to talk about ktm no let's talk about triumph first i was kind of ex- excited when triumph a couple of weeks back or a month back i don't i don't remember when they, sh- they teased their triumph speed triple 1200 rr rr yes so i thought it's going to be something 
like Daytona, only with a 12-1260 engine of, uh, you borrowed from the Speed Triple. 1260-11... Uh, 1160, sorry, sorry, right, yeah. sorry. 1160 engine uh, borrowed from the Speed Triple. Right. And then they came out with a motorcycle which has sort got some... neo-retro, triumph thruster on, on steroids kind of stuff. Uh, which I like. I don't. I was expecting a step up from the Daytona. Right. Which, like, why the hell isn't Triumph building a Daytona? You know right now that... The, they're, the, probably, they're probably making money on the second-hand sales of Daytona. The Daytona is, like, holding its value like crazy. That should be an yeah, indication yeah. for Triumph, Absolutely, right? absolutely. I A guy was trying to sell me a Daytona and he was asking me for like 9 lakhs for it. I know. I've, I've, I've met similar people and these are Daytonas that have done some miles. Yeah, 23,000 kilometers. Okay, and so it, mine it was 15. And this was not Daytona R I'm talking about. Okay, I'm talking Daytona R with like 15,000 kilometers on it. 23,000 kilometers, 22... I, Forget. I mean, that's a lot for a sport, uh, like proper top tier sport bike in and India. And le- like crazy numbers, right? And why you have spent so much money to give your 765 engine to Moto2. Right. I mean, and yeah, somehow, it, okay. the only thing that you come across, come up with is a Moto2 special, special edition. edition. Right. Daytona, that's it. So, okay. Uh, I, I think you're mixing two things here. No, I'm not. The, but anyway. the this 1200 RR, hmm. I absolutely love. Why? But because it looks nice. It doesn't. It looks. I again. It For is me, subjective. see, see. But but the, a second. Sorry. No. I agree you, with your Daytona part. Before you go to that, the fairing looks like it has been adopted or inspired by the Thruxton, Thruxton R. Right? R. Yeah, which is fine. For Thruxton R, the entire body, the engine goes with that look without yes, fairing yes for speed triple that n- n- new style body right do you find harley's pretty no some people do they are crazy yeah but this is as subjective as that i don't yeah but this is as subjective as that i mean it, it's looks a, it's is, a, looks looks are subjective i know yes. that but this is crazy and the only thing, the only upgrade that ga- they gave was basically Olin's semi-active, electronically mm-hmm. adjustable suspension. And better tires. But tires you can change yourself, right? They still cost money. Yeah, but that's it. Everything else is, you could have eked out more power from it, made a 1200cc Daytona. Again. You had that option Again, with you. again, again. And you have a market for it. I know people who I'm are not denying. I'm not denying that they need to launch a se- and not 1200, not anything else, a 765 Daytona, the a Moto 2 derivative Daytona. Anything. That, there is a market for that and they need to launch that. But I'm just saying that that coming or not, this doesn't affect you. I, I Even if you don't like it, it's fine. I, this is not a data-backed statement that I want to make. It's a very personal statement out of but thin air like everything else you yeah. say yeah go on okay <laughs> anyway no comments on that but what i'm saying is if they came up with a daytona 1200 it would have sold better than the speed triple naked bike maybe, because maybe, maybe, i know who people who are crazy about it and people that i know from all all over the world they were all very disappointed just because it's a very a toned down 
version of a very okay uh, i, I in, don't i don't in, think we're going to arrive at a agreement here i know but i wasn't very because excited. i like this motorcycle i was very I, excited but i, I agree with kind of used it because i was expecting more out of it hmm. uh if a, a very a hardcore track rider does not like semi active okay. suspension right no semi active semi active the whole point of semi active is to be versatile yeah so so ob- obviously a hardcore track not, rider is not are, like that it's it's like rear wheel steering for cars it's not there yet for cars it has reached to a point where they are good now right but for semi active suspension anyway, holes so, are not that great like, so again semi active the, the moment you hear semi active you know for a fact that it is meant to be versatile it right. is not meant to be a track tool so you have made a motorcycle which is 2 and 1/2000 dollars more expensive but it is basically just a fairing and okay smart again again different ways of looking at it so i don't think we're going to agree so, okay so let's, let's talk, talk about ktm yeah new RC motorcycle rc390 actually i would say less uglier than what the prototypes and the uh, spy shot suggested still ugly hmm. still ugly but l- less uglier than expected but very impressive motorcycle i have not ridden paper, it obviously yes. on, on paper, paper yes. i'm saying on paper i mean and and we know like we have ridden both have ridden the the right. existing it's, it RC cannot 90. go backwards right, right it's obviously. only going to go forward ktm won't go backwards and they packed it with some really impressive tech adjustable suspension shitload of weight loss on the wheels I don't know shit lot but yeah it it is no, the unsprung weight is 3 3.5 kg I hope it makes to it makes its way to India I I seriously doubt those wheels are going to make it to India I mean they're going to crack day to I'm pretty sure the the adjustable suspension is not going to make its way to India Right because then I'm going to I hate it that KTM does not offer it at least as an optional extra Yeah I mean why not do that charge ridiculous prices but there <laughs> will be people who will spend extra money on it right i just i just want to say ktm please bring it as an optional extra like expulse like hero right it it offers us the the rally kit right. as an optional extra even tvs is doing it for their apache 310r oh yes yes actually i, th- I think b- before rc because rc is like a maybe maybe not hmm. this we know for a fact K- tvs is offering their rr310 which is I would say a brilliant motorcycle. It's a good motorcycle, yeah. Yeah, and they are offering the option for people to buy upgraded, build your own, or something like that. Yeah, They're yeah. calling it that. Uh, but you you can basically have a custom sticker package plus higher foot pegs plus uh, adjustable suspension. Rear set foot pegs and adjustable suspension. And this is not for a lot of money. I think this is fifteen twenty. It is ridiculous cheap, ridiculously cheap. Right. We so, know that adjustable suspension costs a lot of money. Right. I don't know how good it's gonna be, but with the with TVS's okay track record, and I can say I've owned TVS products. Yeah. I've never been bad. I know that uh-huh. even without owning a TVS product. Hmm. I've I ridden mean, TVS motorcycles. I mean, I, 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 I know I've, I've ridden TVS motorcycles in the very lower segment. Uh, TVS Victor, which was 110 cc, and a TVS Apache, which was 160 cc. That that even speaks more about it, right? Exactly. Way, right? Exactly. If, if they are focusing on their commuter motorcycles that way, yeah. So, uh, I I was on a, fo- a telephone conversation talking about the 310 RR. with a friend and he pointed it out to me that even the new RTR 200 comes with preload adjustable suspension on Ad- front on front on front, preload yes. right yeah. a 200 cc and, and riding modes riding modes yes but 
I mean, riding modes you don't need on a 200cc On a 200cc, motorcycle. but adjustable preload for front suspension. Front suspension, which is a big deal. Crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't even sit preload on the front. <laughs> I mean... I mean, what is TVS doing with its marketing and sales, right? Okay. More importantly, what is TVS doing with its off-road? Because... Oh, I forget that. It's, it's Ever it's, since I've been a kid, I've seen their TVS RTR 250 FX. It has spent so much money on Dakar. On, even before Dakar, I'm saying. Even before Dakar and on Dakar. Dakar is... Like, yeah. when they are spending on Dakar, you know that they're going to come up with an off-road motorcycle very soon. Yeah. That that is why Yamaha or Suzuki or Honda is in MotoGP. Exactly. <laughs> that is why Mercedes is in, is in F1 to sell the cars, right? Right, right. They they basically this is a showcase for their technology. This is a showcase for their capability. I don't know. I I just don't and, get TVS. I mean, I'm seeing problems since I've been a kid. I've been seeing. 310 in, in RR, Auto Expo. I agree the fact that RC390 has killed the market in this segment. Yeah. They have made a product which is just uncompetable. Lot of power, brilliant chassis, good suspension. But if you look at the, the kind of equipment 310 gets, I mean, right. power and chassis, the problem is that both come at a very similar price. Right. And then people are like, if, if I can get more power, I'll just get more power. Hmm. Because performance wise, both are very closely matched. Hmm. And then the people choose people choose more power. Right. With adjustable more power, suspension baby. and everything, I think I would be very ex, you know excited about the yeah. 310 But uh, honestly, by the way, uh, because we were we were talking about KTM, so I <clears throat> happened to test the 500X Honda. Oh, uh, the sort of off-road so ADV, called ADV budget ADV, and it turned out to be a dud. The way I thought it it would be. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, we didn't have any expectations. No expectations, but after riding it, I thought, why would I spend the extra money and on it and not get the KTM 390 Adventure? It's got more. Power. You can get a 390 Adventure plus a X Pulse and more riding gear and a lot of riding gear. Full riding gear you'll need for this. It it was very disappointing. Yeah. But I, I have still not tried the CB350, is it R or what? I don't know. There, there is CB3, there is Highness CB350 and Highness. then there is a CB350 RS. Okay, I am talking about Highness CB350. Yeah. I have still not tried it. I don't know why, but I was not very excited about it. No one is. But I wrote no, the classic. Let's circle something. back to the classic. Oh, okay, again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this again. Even if CB350 is better than the classic by 30%. Why do you make it so clinical? No, no. I'm, make I'm it just, exciting. No, that, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. No matter how good the CB350 is, right. if the classic is good enough, right. it is going to sell. Because at, at one point, I remember they used to sell 40,000 units Again, a month. I'm going to say that I don't expect me saying this, but if I were in the market trying to buy a premium in, the, in that segment, I would, have, I would have chosen the new classic 350. Yeah, it is good. It is good. It in absolute terms, it is good. I mean, like we literally had to nitpick, and the shitty bits are the console looks. Ugly. I'm sorry, I cut you in. In I knew, I know what you wanted to say that because classic uh, Royal Enfield can be fixed anywhere, anywhere yeah, that, in the that's country. That's also that's also. I mean, you either get re- reliability or get repairability. 
Yeah. Enfield is repairable and now it seems like they're also getting towards reliable. Right. Because we know that Continental GTs and Interceptors are fairly, not falling apart. Rarely, fairly reliable. Yeah. Fair not enough. as good as the modern age Yama. motorcycles. Yeah. Forget Yamaha. Yamaha is great. I mean, I'm talking about KTMs and all. I mean, KTM still is not the most reliable. Still, like... And yeah. is not exactly repairable. It's repairable, yeah. But Continental GT is... Like, it's good. Yeah, it is good. I mean, I've, I've not heard any horror stories so far. I hope the new Classic 350 is just as good, if not better. It, it seems to be that way, because let's be honest... Kudos maybe, to Siddharth Lal and F you to all the, all the shareholders who <laughs> <laughs> shunted that amazing guy out of that company just right. because he wanted a raise. But thankfully, he's back. Right. And hopefully, he steers the company in the right direction. I mean, he has been doing that for the like past 13, 14 years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My, my father has made a lot of money on that. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow I have not. <laughs> I think this is, that's about it, right? For this episode, we, right, we, right. we have been blabbering on for... I mean, there, there is still a lot left on my list, but I would not want to get into that. So, plus our food is waiting. <laughs> that's the more important thing. I hope so, our audience is still listening to us yeah let's see let's see we'll, we'll find out in the analytics if the people are <laughs> sticking around for whoa <laughs> one one hour 40 minute episode and counting uh, again before we close a shout out to Hub Hopper, where we host our podcast free absolutely simple you simply upload your audio upload the uh, sort of what album cover not album cover we're not musicians uh, podcast cover if you are listening to this podcast and you like it please vote for us Talk oh, about oh it. yes 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 uh, Hub Hopper is running a, a poll finding out best podcast in, a, in, in every category and we know that we are the best obviously <laughs> <laughs> obviously so I'm gonna post a link please vote for us uh, also I'm gonna add a link to our, our social profiles and science twitter profile twitter. science twitter, twitter profile twitter. I have been uh, tweeting. Yeah. Plus, I've been sending mailers. Sign up for the mailer. It, it, it is pretty fun, as I've been told by uh, one of our half a dozen subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I think that's that. Um, find find more details or reference links for, for shit we mentioned in this episode in, in the description of the episode. And I think that's it. Hopefully, we'll come much. back. In two weeks' time? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll come back in time. We have been coming back in time, yeah, for now. Thank me for that. I to a degree, I, yes. <laughs> to a degree, yes. So anyway, but yeah. Let's, let's, let's say bye. Thanks a, thanks a lot for listening. Goodbye. Bye.